And hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead. Very happy to be here with you yet again this week. Uh, today, This week is going to be busy for Truth Warrior. I've got a lot of shows this week. I've been keeping it to one show a week for the last little bit so I can work on this new series, Cult of the Medics. I hope you guys go and check it out. I got a good one coming up for you. And well, it's the third today, so we're going to be launching it on the 15th. So go check that out, cultofthemedics.com. And um, we got a lot more coming your way. But today, I am very, very excited because I have the one and only Christopher James with me. His website is awarriorcalls.com. Make sure you go and check that out, awarriorcalls.com. He has loads of information on this pandemic, on the vaccine, on the law, foundational knowledge, common law, law enforcement. He's got a knowledge base there. The man's been fighting hard in this country for a long time to encourage the spirit of freedom again. And with freedom comes the responsibility of knowing what your true, inherent, God-given rights are. Because here's a little secret. The government and the media are not going to tell you about these things. In fact, they have vested interests in the fact that you're not going to figure this out so that they can keep this scam going. So talk about scams. Talk about cults. I've been working on the cult of the medics, and I know Christopher knows a lot about that too. Uh, I was joking with him the other day, and I said, well, you're working on the cult of the black robes in the legal system, and we got to out this and tell people the truth about what real law is versus this type of law, quote unquote, that they are trying to use against the citizens of not just this country, Canada, but around the world. So I'm very, very excited. Uh, Christopher has been doing this for, I believe, over 20 years. I'll have him just quickly tell you his story. It's fascinating. He's been having some killer guests on his show uh, to break down a lot of the scientific and medical and legal fraud that are going on in all these different areas. He also has the warrior ethos and philosophy written all throughout his work. So he's a man after my own heart in that regard. And he truly has a lot of incredible knowledge to share. So, uh, bef and before I bring him on, I also want to let you know, we also have another bonus show this week on Truth Warrior. I've had a, 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 par a paramedic from Alberta. She's 30 plus years vet in paramedic field of being a paramedic. She loves her job and she has an incredible tale to tell. She's also up against the wall with these mandates about to lose her job. And so she is ready to spill the beans on everything she saw from the very beginning of this whole pandemic right up to this point. So I'm very, very excited to have her. So be sure to tune in on Friday. I've got to double check the exact time. I believe it's going to be 12 noon Pacific time. Don't quote me. Make sure you follow me on Telegram. Just look up DW Truthware on Telegram. I'll update you all there on uh, how that's going to go down for Friday. All right. So all the announcements are out of the way. Oh, and quickly go check out my uh, sponsor. I've got two of them now. Uh, one will be for Cult of the Medics. Make sure you go to riseattireusa.com forward slash cult of the medics. we got an amazing apparel line there that definitely helps to support the show and spread the word. It's all made in the USA, Patriot made. Um, and then also for those of you still shopping at Walmart, stop shopping there. There's lots of other alternatives. And uh, one of the sponsors of the show, you can check that out at truthwarriorswitch.com. We built that website to give you some alternatives for many of the products you're probably already buying that are made in the USA, made in Calgary, Alberta, made from scratch and made with integrity. So be sure to check those two out. Without further ado, let's bring the man into the room. Christopher James, how you doing, brother? Welcome to Truth Warrior, a very fitting name for a show for you, my friend. Welcome. 
Well, it's a pleasure to be here, David, and thank you so much for the wonderful and kind words at the top of the show. I'm ultimately just a man that's uh, gone through a journey as you've gone through, and the Lord's placed me in a position right now to bring forth an enormous truth to our world that actually has the capacity to wipe out all this corruption and evil before us. The challenge that we have that I don't have to preach to the choir here at your end is, is that we have a compromising media that is not bringing the truth forward. So it's incredible people like you that are doing an enormous service to our world. So I want to throw it right back at you. And I, I didn't realize, you know, you had that warrior same in your, in your um, whole presentation as well. So I just think that's just fitting two warriors coming together tonight. Absolutely. Well, all of our battle tents are perched at the precipice here as we engage in this metaphorical battle of the black gates, as I've been calling it. This is for the, all the cards. And do you feel, uh, and I'd like to get into your background, but right, I just want to ask you off the top. Um, first of all, what was it that got you to use the warrior, a warrior calls? Was there a calling for you? And uh, yeah, we'll start with that and then I have a follow-up for you. You know, it took me two, almost two years. It was 18 months for me to come up with that name. I was throwing everything around because it had to self, it had to truly represent exactly what I was about and what the message and the truth that I was bringing forward. And it has been a battle when you delve into my background. So the warrior name, I mean, today I'm just ecstatic about that name. I just love it. A warrior calls because that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm calling out to the world, to all the warriors, all the lions that are out there to stand shoulder to shoulder with truth and bring it forward in any capacity, whichever professional capacity you're in, or even not even a professional capacity as a man or woman, we've got to bring these truths forward. So yeah, that's where the warrior calls came from. I love it. It's very similar with myself. I feel like this is what's missing. Um, this is not being taught to children, the idea of what warriorship is. I look at it from both a physical standpoint and something that's like an archetype that everybody can tap into, where it's the spirit of freedom. And freedom needs to be constantly defended. It needs to be defended in a philosophical sort of context where people understand how valuable it is to have that archetype present within them so that they have the spine to stand up and defend the truth and defend their freedom. But also, you know, we're in a point now where I look at alternative researchers such as yourself, and I don't even like calling it alternative. We are the media, brother. We are the ones out there on the front lines who are having, who are brave enough to feature guests that have different opinions we don't always have to agree with everybody, but we're here presenting all the facts, real people trying to get to the truth and trying to give people that spirit or encourage people to have and adopt that spirit of the warrior again. And when we say warrior, guys, we're not talking about going out there and just, you know, causing a bunch of violence and mayhem. That's what your government likes to do. We're talking about an ethical, moral warrior that's imbued with the spirit of humanity, freedom, truth, and justice. And I see that etched all over your website and throughout your work. And that's why I'm honored to have you here, man. Yeah, nothing. To, I'm so glad you brought that up, David. Um, and so everyone knows it's the first time David and I are actually meeting. We've never, we had a few texts back and forth. So this is truly a very fluent conversation that we're having here, organic, I guess you could say. And that's what it was for me is that when you use that word warrior, because how this rid ridiculous mainstream media that's out there today, they like to bastardize everybody as if we're coming out here talking about doing, you know, physical things, you know, to cause wrong or harm, trespassing against a man or woman. And that couldn't be further from the truth. A warrior is a man or woman that has a duty. We have a duty to protect the elderly, the children, right? from wrong and harm. We have a duty to bring truth forward. I don't need no badge on me that says that I work for law enforcement not to protect my fellow man or woman. If I see a man or woman that's in trouble and they need their help, do you think for a second that I'm going to think for a second, oh, I should call maybe 911? No, I'm going to get myself involved to protect that man or woman. And we've lost that. We've lost that in our world for so long, David, because we've misplaced mm -hmm. our trust 
you know, and it's not because, as I say to everybody, the number one enemy in this world is ignorance, right? And and that's the right. bottom line is that we've not been given the truth, not that people in law enforcement, because that's what I've been fighting for as well. Even when a lot of them laughed at me over the last 20 years, you know, they're kicking me down, whatever I'm doing, not physically, but metaphorically, you know, just laughing at us for this whole Freeman on the land. They used to try and label everybody and sovereign citizens. Well, I can tell everybody, and I'm so proud and I'm so honored to be able to share this with everyone that they're not laughing anymore. Many of them have come to me. Many of them are looking for the way forward because they realize what? All of us have been lied to from that very first breath that we took. And that's what we're going to get into here tonight, David. It's going to be ground shaking for people that have not heard this for the first time, but it's also very simple for people to understand. Oh, hey, man, that was that killed it, man. That, we could hang up right now, I think, but we won't. We won't. I want you to <laughs> shake the ground. That's why I brought you here. Shake that ground because that's what you need to do sometimes to get the truth to be known. And I've been looking at this sovereign thing for quite some time. I have a lot of friends that are in jail because they did it wrong. And we also know that we're dealing with the mafia. So they're not playing fair on the other side. But the truth stands in the end. And it stands whether people want to see it, whether they want to cover it up, whether they want to pretend it doesn't exist. The truth is. And I've been saying something, and I wanted to know what you think about it, is that when we talk about these documents, like the constitutions, the charters of rights, you know, the Nuremberg Codes, these are pieces of paper where people wrote these different ideas down um, and we can we don't have to get into the nitty gritty of it. But me, I've been saying your freedom is not just granted to you by some piece of paper that was written by somebody some at some time in history. Um, there were contracts allegedly put in place between the people and the government, which we call these constitutional documents and our rights, etc. However, we've lost that inner constitution, the feeling that. No government gave me my rights and freedoms. Therefore, they are not authorized, unless I give them that authorization, to take away those rights and freedoms. And so that might have been a question people weren't really ready to dive into before all this started to happen two years ago now. But now that this has happened, isn't it interesting that as much as I hate this, and I'm sure you hate this, and everybody listens, hates all this lockdown stuff and these mandates and all this stuff that's going on, it has been the thing that has woken up more people than I've personally seen in my time doing this. Have you noticed this as well? That I know I'm just trying to maybe make lemonade out of lemons here, but I feel like this was maybe what we needed because this isn't just about stopping this egregious fraud that we're seeing on all levels. This is also about exposing the deeper, darker things that nobody had time to hear about before this. So I feel like if Klaus Schwab and all those dingbats are going to make an opportunity out of this, so should we. We should use this as the opportunity to wake people up to just how rotten and corrupt things have gotten while we were asleep. What do you think about that? Absolutely. As, as we were talking off camera before we got on here, I mentioned, you know, this COVID-19 SARS-2, which for the record has never been isolated. For those of you that don't recognize that or understand the power of that truth, it's never been isolated or purified. What does that mean? If it's never been isolated or purified in a lab, like it's drawn from a man or woman and then they've isolated and said, yep, there's all the markers for COVID-19 SARS-2 then that means it doesn't exist, which means they can't create a test for it. They can't go and create so-called vaccines. All of this stuff that's occurred after that initial, you know, false truth that came out into the world about COVID-19 is a lie then. Everything after it is based on a lie. So yes, because of this one line, that's the only conversation, even though we're going to get into the common law and the courts and the trespass that's occurred against us. The only conversation we all need to be having right now, David, is around COVID-19 SARS-2. If it was never isolated, purified in a lab, 
right? Which we've, which Christine Massey in the filing that I put on September the 13th, 2021 with an OPP officer, Gabriel Pru, we've put it on the record, not only on the record, all the evidence, but we've also put our lives on the line that under penalty of death, it's written right in the, the, the filing that we did, that if what we've claimed does not be true, you can take us out and hang us but you're going to let us get into that public courthouse and we are going to produce this evidence. And the evidence is all there. I don't know if you've got the link up, but you can quickly at the top of the show, just so we don't lose people. It's bit.ly backslash AWC evidence. And when you go there, there's two file folders. There's a PDF. There's a file folder with documents. Download all those PDFs. You can read the initial filing and then all the backup information exhibits that are there from Christine Massey. Who's Christine Massey? She's an incredible woman that's basically gone right across this country and also around the world at various institutions. And we've been hammering, hammering home. Somebody produced where COVID-19 SARS-2 was isolated, purified. No one's produced that evidence. And you see all the, the service corporation called Canada or all our local municipalities or all our local provincial service corporations called Manitoba, British Columbia, Ontario. In case you didn't know that people, they're service corporations. Okay. They're not, we're not property of them. None of them have been able to produce that evidence, David, that it's been isolated. See the cat's out of the bag. It's the huge elephant in the room because once the people realize that they've been lied to at that foundational truth and that trespass, then that is when the dominoes are all going to start to fall. And that's where I'm praying to God that these good and honorable men within law enforcement are finally going to step up to the plate and start holding these people accountable. But the problem with that, David, is that the police have also been lied to, but they don't understand the difference between legal and lawful. But they're starting to learn that now because they're starting to come to me. So that's why this is so important what we're doing here tonight, brother. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know why my screen share is all buggy right now. If you, you might be able to try screen sharing on your end, if you do see that, if you want, it's totally up to you. I'll direct people though, and link it into everybody afterwards. And also on your website, um, you have like just so much of this stuff posted there. There's so many sources. That's what I like about your work. You're not just a man that speaks, you also prove it. And that's very, very important. So guys go to his website, awarriorcalls.com. And then afterwards, uh, Chris, for any of those relevant links that we talk about, send them over to me and I'll do some posts on social media so that people know where to go and, and get all this, get all this good stuff. Okay. That sounds terrific. Now for you, let's just quickly do a synopsis about what I'm always curious about what it is that gets people to get into this. Um, you know, you must've had just sort of a normal life going on. And then something happened where you started going, Hmm, I'm being lied to something's not right. I have to now be proactive and, and go out and research and try to find out what's going on. So what were those things? I'm sure it wasn't just one, but what was those things that woke you up to this and got you into this work that you've now been doing for, if, if I'm right, about 20 years or more? Yeah, it's just, it's actually just under 20 years. Um, the long and the short of it is, I guess I always want to start by saying this, is that when truth is present, whether it's David speaking or myself speaking, I'm sure David probably says this as well, go and do your research, people, okay? You've got to research and educate yourself for it. The vehicle that I've provided for everybody, I'm handing it to everybody on a silver tray, but I've put out there since my website launched uh, back in 2019 or 2020, the top of it. it, was supposed to launch in 2019, but when it came out, I put out the you know, the statement that if anything that I claim here is not true, especially surrounding the unlawful conversion, which we'll get into that happens against all of us, a trespass, the moment that we're born and not just in Canada, this is worldwide. This is why this truth is so huge. What got me into this ultimately is my passion was always in the music and entertainment industry. I'm a drummer, 
uh, piano player. And then I went into recording engineering because nice. I just loved the whole still air studio environment. I just, I could, days would just blow by in a studio. The time just stopped existing for me. Like that was my passion. And in 2001, I was in the process of launching an initiative, a $1.5 billion initiative in 10 countries. Microsoft and Cisco partnered with me at the, at that moment, because at that time there was no YouTube, there was no Facebook, there was none of these other type of, uh, you know, social media platforms. So I was way ahead of the curve. And today there is still nothing like what I created in this world today, because I was actually going to looking to save the music and entertainment industry to restore it and put the control back in the hands of the, you know, the, the artists, the creators or whatever, and take it away from these monolithic, you know, corporate entities that are stealing and raping everybody metaphorically, you know, in the music industry. So what ultimately happened is that when that journey, uh, I, I, I went to college, graduate was in college at 17, got accepted. I was pretty proud of that. I'm not tooting my horn, but at the time it was at Fanshawe college. It was the only course in all of Canada that offered recording engineering and also a production course. And they only took 30 engineers for the course and 30 producers. And everybody that I met that year, except for one other guy, it was their second or third time applying to the course. I got in on my first edition. You had to actually go down and perform. So I took my drums down and I think the, uh, the engineer, the guy that interviewed me wound up being the first year engineering teacher. And he said, my ears are still ringing Christopher. So it was kind of a, a wonderful experience for me. But again, to fast forward it, after I got out of that, I worked at one of the, the best studios in, in Canada, the Metalworks that Triumph owned for a few years. And then I branched off to go out on my own. And it was in that transition that I got into renovations and it was only supposed to you know, allow me to have some income while I got this, another initiative started working forward. This is way before, you know, 2001, obviously. So what happened was, is that, uh, uh, I wound up being a general contractor for about 25 years, 20 years. I got all the tools, the trades underneath my belt. I can build a house from top to ground order, but I, I hate it to this day because it wasn't my passion, but you meet a lot of artists in the, in the renovation businesses. So we all talked I'm about it. Sure. <laughs> our frustrations, eh? So what happened was, is that uh, I went through that journey uh, doing renovations. And then in about 1995, when the internet was first coming online, for those of you that can't find that hard to believe, really dating myself here. But when the internet was coming online, I knew nothing about computers because we didn't learn that in school. You know, all I knew was a typewriter. So I literally had the guy when I was having my studio set up at the watch and literally had to turn the computer on and all these things. And to fast forward it, I saw an incredible opportunity that was in 1998, 1999 that I wanted to do and bring uh, recording artists into a very unique setting and using the internet, this infrastructure that was in place to be able to share this around the world. There were no subscription services back there, none of this type of business model on, online. So I saw a real incredible opportunity and it was so powerful that uh, the creator, uh, well, the actually the artistic uh, head guy for Lord of the Rings, Alan Lee, he flew over specifically to see me in Canada after he turned yeah. down Brad Pitt for doing Troy. And he did that, David, because uh, he saw something very powerful, what I was doing. I was trying to actually bring this incredible light to the world through the music and entertainment industry. And then it's turned around and I'm doing this now through the court systems. I never thought that I was going to be doing what I'm doing here before me. But what happened is after 2001, I went all in, you know, it was a $1.5 billion initiative, but that didn't happen for a few years later. The initial funding raise with venture capitalists was about $10 million to get the initial project off the ground. And I put everything all in my family. They put their houses on the line and everything. Well, this guy that got brought to me from the Royal bank ended up destroying me and my family. He was a crook. And uh, it's a long story there. So that's what started my journey. If you can imagine you've, I never got married. I don't have any children, none that I know of, but you know, when you put everything aside to, to bring this one truth, that was my life's work. And then all of a sudden it got ripped away from me. I realized it was never going to come to fruition because that's when I learned about the federal reserve at the same time in 2001, it was just after nine 11 that this thing started to fall apart for me. And then I realized this man that I entrusted everything with was basically stealing from me. And uh, the police have been after him for a long time to try and nail him down. But again, 
goes back to, you know, the system that the legal world has got everybody blocked from actually holding anybody accountable. So what happened after that, I was like literally dropped in a sea of sharks and I was swimming, fighting with all my life to keep this initiative going as best as I could because my family had put everything on their line, their, their houses. You know, we don't come from a wealthy family. And what happened was, is that at the end of the day, I couldn't save it. Um, you know, I couldn't stop the damage that was coming. It was enormous financial disaster at my end with all the people that I loved that had prote protected me and supported me all my life. And that's what is ultimately the foundation of the man that's before you here today. That's why I'm here because then after that, I went in, I went back into doing commercial lending. I started to learn about it. And then you want to talk about fraud. Oh my goodness. Commercial lending is a lot more different than you're getting a mortgage for someone's home or that you really get in to see how the business workings happen within that, you know, that corporate structure. And through that, we came across enormous fraud, the man and I that were doing this at the time. And that led me to working with police. They started to reach out to me. <clears throat> I got some, I won't, can't talk about the cases, but there were two of the biggest cases of Ontario. They actually came to me because these people had come to us to refinance this massive corruption that had happened many years ago. And uh, like I said, it was a real eye opener for me. And that's when I began these relationships with the RCMP people that were in it, I had some great friendships with them. You know, I was educating them now on 9-11. They had no idea what had happened with that because when 9-11 happened and then this part of my language shit happened at my end, my life's work got completely destroyed. I'm the type of guy that's like, wait a minute. I didn't make any mistakes here. What's going on here? I wanted to right. know what was wrong. Little did I know it was going to take me 20 years, you know, to get through that whole journey to today. But ultimately that's what happened. And then I got into commercial lending and then my father came to me in 2010 or 2006, pardon me. And he brought to me a pension case surrounding the Fuller Brush Company that he worked for. And a long story short is that I ended up catching the corporation that bought Fuller Brush out in the 70s called Sara Lee. You might've heard of them in the United States. They basically uh, stole $15 million from these pensioners and these were all elderly pensioners. And they never heard about the surplus sharing agreement for about 18 years after, or 16 years, pardon me, after Fuller Brush closed down. Fuller Brush closed down in 1991, I think it was. And then it was 2006 that all these elderly pensioners, a lot of people had died from the plant and, the, and, and from the front end office. And they're hearing about the surplus and the pension. See, the, the Fuller Brush man, there were still some great people back in the day, David. The president back then knew that, my God, I'm not, I'm, he barely, give an example, my father's pension was $3,600 a year after 41 years working for Fuller Brush. That's $300 a month. <clears throat> wow. Okay, so this is, and that was effective across all of these employees. So what the, the president did at the time, the founder of Fuller, is he created this, this pension fund and the company matched dollar for dollar, but where it was different is that the co corporation had no right or title to it and they insured that. Well, when Sara Lee bought that corporation up, they were supposed to honor that. They didn't. They, they closed the company down, Fuller Brush, in 1992 and then nobody hears about all this money that had been stored away, right, till 2006. And when they came out, they told everybody it was $1.6 million that was to be split up only of about under around 100 people I think that were still left of the company and that was huge if you can imagine all of a sudden my father's looking at a check you know for $45,000 what what Sara Lee did says hey we found this millions of dollars 1.6 million we want to do a surplus sharing agreement which means we just found it so Sara Lee's going to keep 50% of it and we're going to give you 50% of it well the pensioners were ecstatic right because it was like a lottery for them well when I dug into it I realized that the pensioners were owed 100% of it right and that Sara Lee had no right or title to it. When I took this to a top uh, attorney in Toronto, his name is Jeffrey Adair, uh, one of the top you know, lawyers in the 500 across the country, he looked at this, he says, Chris, you must have missed something. Something's not right here. He says, I'll take a look. And I did all the FOIs with Fisco, that's the Financial Services Commission of Ontario. I got mm -hmm. all the records to find out. I knew exactly what, was, what it was. I pointed to the exact line in it, 
and and the uh, there were two plans, one's for the plant, one for the uh, office. And the one line specifically stated that the company shall have no right or title to it. Now, when Sara Lee bought up Fuller Brush, they're supposed to carry that trust agreement forward. They're not supposed to touch any of that funds. Meanwhile, we find out that they've been pillaging, you know, $15.5 million, somewhere around that figure uh, was missing from the fund. And when I brought that to Jeff Adair's attention, he goes, oh my God, he says, this is the worst case of abuse that he'd seen in over 40 years. So he launched two class action lawsuits, one on behalf of the factory workers and then one, after, one on behalf of the uh, front end staff, the executive, right? The office staff. It was total $240 million, $120 million per claim. And then Jeffrey Adair threw me under a bus, right? My father was murdered. My father was murdered to shut me up because the information yeah. I have, because this is going to take down Fisco and many top law agencies in, in the Toronto region. Let's just leave it at that. And when that happened and my father died, I made a promise to him on the deathbed. And this is why it's been a little bit long-winded, but I want everyone to know why I'm here. I'm here because of that promise I made to my father. This isn't some, I'm not whining to you, I'm not complaining. This is real, okay? They, they took someone from me that meant the world to me, right? Who, who gave his life to making good in this world. And these sons of bitches that took his life, I made a promise to him to hold them accountable and do it honorably. So I've carried that truth because they wiped out my family financially with this. That's I mean, all these things when I'm able to look back, you know, I thought, what is going on? My life was absolutely incredible up till I was 40, right? 39, 40. And then once I started to launch this initiative, everything went south. Everything around me came crashing down. Everything I was touching, you know, it was all this enormous wrong and harm. And now I'm able to look back at it, David, and I'm to realize that all of these things were meant to happen. They had to happen in order for me to be who I am today. And again, it's not an I love me thing. It's a fact. So when I started delving into when these lawyers did this to me, and of course I had all these contracts with the pensioners and they threw the pensioners under a bus. You know what happened? Sara Lee caved six months before they were even into court, basically saying, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the surplus agree. Oh, 100%. Yes, it's all owed to the pensioners. And Jeff Adair really? said he was going to, he said he was going to hold them accountable. You know what he did? He did an end run on them. And he turned turned around and walked them all back into a surplus sharing settlement conference where Plan One they had already had Sarah Leaf sign off on it, but the the uh, plant workers, the Plan Two, Jeff Adair didn't file into the court yet, so he's pitting one against the other. And when I saw him doing this, I had a right to remove him because I took my property. That's what was my entire work that I did. And I handed it to him on a silver platter. And he basically took this on, you know, pro bono. But at the end of the day, he threw me under a bus. My father was murdered. I went to get a second lawyer, Ian M. Angus, who the M stands for Molson, the Molson family, just so you know. And when I sat down with him at his estate out in Port Hope, I put it in front of him and he looked at this and he goes, oh my God. He started flipping through. He goes, oh my God, this is, this is horrific. I said, I know. He says, you've handed this to Jeff Adair on a silver platter. So again, the long and short of it, he ended up throwing me under a bus at the end as well. Jeff Adair actually sent him a bribe in writing and he fired, fired that letter off to the bar. I had to believe that Ian M. Angus was, uh, you know, when you talk about the intimidation, Ian M. Angus was being threatened left and right all the time from Jeff Adair. You better do this or you better do this or I'm going to da 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 da. Finally sent him a, a letter saying, I'll send you some money. Just walk away from this. Walk away from the scene. So he sent the letter to the bar. And what did the bar say back to them, right? The society. We see nothing wrong here. See, this is the problem. And when that happened, that's why I'm here today. I made a promise to my father. I'm going to hold these bastards accountable. Every single one of them that acts for this society called the bar that I don't belong to. And I'm going to see that the bar is routed out. I'm going to see that the bar is liquidated into oblivion because the truth that we're dropping here tonight, we have the, the capacity finally in our world, David, to do this. And that's why I'm here before you today. 
Wow. Incredible story. So you, it's like so many of us, right? Like we come, we brush up next to evil. We brush up next to corruption. We experience it. It hits our doorstep and then there's no going back now. If, well, unless you want to cower and hide and run and submit, which is just, I don't know about you, but it's not in my DNA. Um, so good for you for taking on that torch. It's, it's very similar. I feel the same way about what happened to my mother in the medical industry. And uh, this is why I do the work I do. And and there's many reasons why I woke up uh, doing this. And I have nothing but gratitude for those teachers and mentors that alerted me to this. And so that's why I'm hoping this show can help alert those who are listening out there. Because I get new people all the time. I'm sure you do as well, Chris, where because of this pressure that the government is putting on Canadians, and let's just, just in a Canadian context for a moment, it's, it's global, but you know, the pressure that's being put, the, uh, the changing of the goalposts, the, I mean, for me and you, it's obvious the level of lies and deception we're, we're up against here, but for the average Canadian, that's just kind of pulling out of it. They're trying to make sense of something and you can hear it. I even just had a talk with a shop owner who was trying to get me to wear a mask. And at first they kicked me out and then he came out and just because of the way I addressed it and I, well, I'm like, okay, I'll respect your business. And I left, he came out and we had like a 20 minute debate <laughs> <laughs> while I'm sitting in my truck. And it was because he, you could see he, he couldn't understand why someone like me existed. He couldn't get it. He's like, well, well why wouldn't you wear it? It's just, a, I don't know. Don't you know there's a pandemic? And I filled him right in. I filled him right in on uh, just some of the basic details. And he went, yeah, something's, something's registering in the back of my brain. I just can't quite understand it. And right there, I hope that guy uh, never forgets that conversation. And that's all we're trying to do is plant the seed because they might not hear it right away, but they're yeah. going to hear it when they start experiencing the stuff oh, you're yeah. talking about. So, well, so let's they go get to that into link, some... Oh, go they ahead. Go to that link, on that. David, don't mean to cut in. They go to that link, BIT, that I gave you at the top there. That's where everyone needs to go. And if you want to get fast-tracked to the massive lie that we've all been fed, it's right there in front of you from doctors. It's not my opinions. And let me make that perfectly clear here tonight. I don't come forward and I do not speak it to anybody in interviews or on my shows or broadcast my live streams. Everything that I state is truth. Okay. I'm not here about opinions. We don't have time for opinions right now. We are under attack. Our entire world right now, mankind is hanging in the balance and people are just completely blind to it. And that's why we've got to do everything we can to keep it simple. That's why if they go to that link, they'll understand, my God, if this virus that they've been claiming has never been isolated. And that's the other big thing. I don't know if you've ever had Dr. Uh, Andrew Kaufman or Dr. Tom Cowan on out of the United States. Two. No, I'm familiar with both of them though. Incredible. Well, what they showed me is here I've got this, you know, this truth that I started to, that's what I'm saying. God works in incredible, mysterious ways, but brilliant. He's got this thing down. He's got me working on this common law side. I knew nothing about this COVID. Then COVID comes out and right away I knew it was all BS. It was a lie. And then obviously at the same time, what's happened with Dr. Tom Cowan and Dr. Kaufman is they brought forth the truth surrounding viruses, virology, and how they're isolated. And it's very simple for people to understand. The entire process was put together by big pharmaceutical corporations. The surprise, surprise. <laughs> that's right. And the entire process, David, is fraud. They've never isolated a virus properly ever in the history of medicine, not just COVID. Now stop and take a think, stop and think about that for a second. So here we have these two massive truths that are coming up at the same time. First, I thought it was going to be the common laws. You know, I put on this, the slogan at the front of my site, one truth will save our world. And I wasn't just referring to the one truth surrounding the trespass that happens against us, but I was referring to, you know, 
it couldn't be one truth that will really save our world. Well, here comes this other truth that virology and the entire process is based on fraud. And they're showing everybody this. So when you realize that there was never, ever, ever a virus isolated, never mind COVID-19, SARS-2, then you realize the lies and the depths of this deceit. And that's why all these pharmaceuticals have been given a carte blanche that they can't be held accountable from any death or destruction because all this is being done under emergency order. See how they've worked this in the theater out there when actually what they're putting in the drugs it's called graphene oxide. It's been proven. Stu Peters has been knocking out of the, the park. Just listen to uh, Karen Chris Kingston, who's come on many times to a show. She's showing you the verifiable evidence in the patents. What is graphene oxide? It's poison. Section 245, I know I'm jumping around, but section 245 oh, of the criminal code, which I don't delve in when we start learning about the legal lawful, we'll get to that eventually. But just so police note there, section 245, you should all know very well. It says no person, again, person's a trick word, but we'll just say what it says for now. Per, no person can poison another person. They're immediately looking at 15 years minimum in, in jail. But we're not talking about one person here, David. We're talking about an entire nation, an entire world. This is genocide that's going on right now, the culling of the population. And just so everybody knows where my background also exists in, I've got over 55,000 files that I've kept in my vault of research over the last 20 years. Okay, so my spectrum just didn't, my focus didn't just focus in on, because when you go down these rabbit holes, it goes to many other avenues. So I've got the full right. spectrum from everything that's happening from finance to health to, uh, you know, Hollywood, the motion picture words, to military, to the governments, off world and on world. I've got a very, very solid foundation of understanding everything. And that's why the beauty of the truth that I learned about running common law, we are able to hold any man or woman accountable. David, that's why it's so beautiful. It doesn't matter what their title is in this world. You can bring that man or woman into a public courthouse and hold them accountable for trespassing against you. And there's that keyword that we'll get into here. Trespass, property, and who. Those are the three words you need to learn and understand the power of them because anything that happens to you in your life is called a trespass. If someone's, you know, breach of contract, they broke, you know, they broke your doors down, your windows, your car, whatever, it's a trespass and you identify it. Property, property is a very powerful word. This is what the people that wear the black robes who are public servants, right? They serve we the people, remember that. That man or woman wearing the black robe, they act as a public servant in that courthouse. They're there to provide good faith and duty services. Remember that. But where the, the whole thing gets convoluted is that when you walk into a public courthouse, you're not seen as a man or a woman anymore. Go look at any other codes, rules, or statutes. Go look where you see the word man or woman appear doesn't exist in any of the law books either because it's all part of a private society. So what's going on here? The word that you do see is person. Well, were you born a person? Nope. You were born a man or one woman under the creator of our God, right? As the supremacy, again, the only time I point to the charter and freedom of rights is the first line that's in it. Again, it's written by people that worked for a service corporation called Canada back in the day. They're just people with titles called legislators. Three questions are powerful. I guess we should have started them off the top of the show is the first question that applies to every man and woman in this world. You say to them, am I, and I does, I'm not speaking for every man and woman in this world, but the truth does. Am I property, for example, of Justin Trudeau or any agent or officer under his control? That's a man or woman acting for that service corporation, Canada. And of course, Justin Trudeau, if he walks into public court, is going to say, absolutely not. Christopher's not my property. Well, thank you, Justin. Here's the second question. Do you, do you have a contract, Justin, with me or any agent or officer within your service corporation where I've relinquished my rights either privately with you as the man Justin before me or when you're acting as premier of the service corporation Canada? And he's going to say no. And everything stops right there, David. That's what I want everyone to understand. Mm -hmm. If no man or woman yeah. comes forward and claims that you're property and you don't have a contract with them where you've relinquished your rights, 
no matter what role they're acting in, or if they're just, it's just David and I right here, right? Then not a damn thing that comes out of their mouth, not a damn thing that they put pen to paper applies to we, the people. And this is what the bar is terrified of because what is going on in our public courthouses? When we are born, there's four foundational knowledge videos you have to watch on my website. They're very short. They're very powerful. They teach you about this unlawful conversion that happens when we're born. We just talked a second ago. We came into this world as a man or a woman, right? And then we, the people, ye are all gods. We, the people, then went and created what? Government. Governments around the world were supposed to be created to protect the property of man. Full stop. That's what they're there for. They're a service corporation, no different than McDonald's. Would you care if the, the CEO of McDonald's came out and said, I'm going to mandate that everyone's got to stand six feet apart from each other. You got to mandate to wear these masks. I'm going to mandate everybody. You got to get these jobs. Or you're not going to be able to work in your service corporation you're working for. Now, everyone would look at that guy and go, is he nuts? Arrest this guy, right? And yet, that's exactly what's going on in our world today. You've got to understand Canada, Ontario, British Columbia. These are corporations that are registered. They're service corporations and people are acting in roles on behalf of them. See, and if they're not, if they don't have a contract with us and we've not consented, then nothing that comes out of their mouth applies to us. And that's why the only thing that they can use against our world right now, David, is fear and intimidation. That's why they're seeing all these lockdowns, all these threats. You're going to lose your job. You're not going to be able to fly a plane. All Everybody's being attacked right now across the full spectrum. And not just in this country, it's happening worldwide. And this is the evil that people have not been aware of that has existed. And when I first came across this evil, it was with the Federal Reserve in 2003. I knew nothing about money. I'm trying to launch this $1.5 billion initiative. I had people around me. And then once my thing went south, I started to look into it and it was a punch to the gut. I was numb for six months. I couldn't believe that our world didn't understand how money was created, who's creating it and how they're controlling everything. Again, do your research, learn it. It's very simple to understand. But what led me to the truth is the difference between legal and lawful. And it's this simple. Legal applies to that which is incorporated. And you say, huh? That which is incorporated? Yep. And everybody's got the evidence of that in this world. Go and look at the birth certificate you were given. That's not you. It's not your property. It was created by these service corporations. You see your name in all capital letters. And when you see that, that is a corporation. You had nothing, you and I had nothing to do with that document being created when we were moments old lying in a bed. Neither did our mother and father. They weren't given full disclosure, which is important for any jurisdiction. That means control to evolve surrounding any paperwork that's created. So who created all of these birth certificates? Well, this was all brought in in the 30s by the heads of the snake, the central bankers, the Pope, and the Queen, right? They're the ones that instigated this entire system, which also was foundational to the justice system. You look at every single legal filing and you're going to see the word person. Go look at the Highway Traffic Acts, right? Remember, what is an act? It's like McDonald. If McDonald writes a Highway Traffic Act and all of a sudden Ronald McDonald pulls me over at the side of the road and says, hey, Christopher, <laughs> you've breached our Ronald McDonald Act here of uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I would look at him and I'd say, are you for real? I said, you're trespassing against me. Get lost, right? You wouldn't pay him any, any, you know, any, any, give him any validity. And yeah. I'd get out of the car and trespass all over him with his red shoes, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's unfortunately, this is what the police don't understand is that no man or woman requires a license to go from point A to point B with their property. That public road, that's our, that's, that's the people's right to access it. Where you get into trouble, and here's that word trespass. 
if you trespass against another man or woman, for example, if you're weaving in out of cars and you hit a car, or God forbid you're drunk or you're on drugs or something, God forbid you kill somebody, that is where the police have to come in. You know, if the car's been stolen, they run the plates or whatever, and they say, oh, this car's been reported stolen. That's where they have a right to pull you over. But if you're going 10 or 15 or 20 kilometers over the speed limit and you're not causing any wrong or harm to anybody, they have no business bothering you because you're not operating under a license. And this is the problem. The, the police are not trained the difference between legal and lawful. Their main capacity is supposed to be protect and serve, protect and serve the people. And that's the lawful side. But the legal side is the policy. And that policy only applies to what? Here it comes, big drum roll. It applies to that birth certificate that was created. That's what the legal world evolves around. So you go look at all the filings that the lawyers have put in over the last hundred years, and you're always going to see at the top, just look at the top, the parties, you're always going to see 99.9% .9 of the time, you, you'll see your name in all capital letters. And it might be, you know, uh, Bob's barbecue huts taking, you know, David Griffin or whatever to court or whatever. You're going to see your names in all capital letters. That isn't um, two people. That are fictions that were created when we're born. They're corporations. It's contract law. And this is what the bar is terrified of right now because what they've been doing, it's called baritry. They've been committing massive fraud against we the people. Again, ignorance is the biggest enemy. We've never been told these truths. And when police are seeing this truth now, they go, this is why we've always had to write the name in all capital letters. See, don't you think right. that they would? They should have been told that simple truth that legal doesn't apply to a man or woman? And now this is when you go to the Charter and Freedom of Rights. What are all these repugnant lawyers doing? They're doing these charter challenges. Money, 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 money. The charter's got nothing to do with we the people. We've just discussed that. So what are these lawyers doing? Well, because of our ignorance, they're allowed for a man like Pastor Art. All this theater that's going out in Calgary with him, you know, with, with the church or whatever. He shouldn't have he shouldn't have gone to jail. He shouldn't have gone to any type of court system that they had been creating against him because they had no jurisdiction over that man. But when you use a lawyer, here's the key word. Everyone is told they're representing you. Nope, it's a trick. Look at the word, divide it, represent. They're representing you. Well, what are they representing you as? You should all be able to answer that question by now. The that birth certificate. That's it, the fiction. That birth certificate, a legal fictional entity. And I was just in court last Friday, looking on my website. I just did the stream on it Monday night with Jamie Russo. And we were at, we went right at, well, I didn't. I put on the record what uh, Gabriel Pru and I have put forward surrounding COVID-19. There's another whole issue. When you put this in front of these people, they're supposed to be acting as justices. They've got a duty and obligation to move that chain up, up the chain of command like lightning. We've come forward and told them that the entire world has been lied to, especially in Canada. And all the people, the children are all being injected with poison. And she says, oh, well, you can bring that up when we go to trial. I'm like, are you kidding me? So anyways, the reason I'm telling you this, people need to go and watch the Monday night stream because Jamie nailed it home. I've been working with Jamie for many months. He's a tattoo owner and he got into it with, with this woman acting as the justice and he nailed her so powerfully. She actually said, because he said, well, I require, I texted them because well, they, they kicked me out of the room, right? I'm not allowed to be there in their little pre-trial things. So anyways, he, I was texting him saying, ask her who. Who's moving this court, Jamie? And he did that. And, I've, and I'm showing everybody, you're hearing all the audio on Monday night. It's wonderful. And she says, well, it's the government of Ontario. And he goes, well, isn't that a service corporation? She says, oh, yes. She's, and then he goes, well, <laughs> I require them to appear. So this is in the legal world called a plaintiff. I require the plaintiff to appear and I require the plaintiff to press the record. Well, immediately it's dead quiet. She goes, uh, uh, fumbling all over. She says, well, she says, it's a fiction. She says, it can't, it can't appear. He says, wait a minute. He says, who's moving this court? She says, the government of Ontario. He says, you just said that's a fiction. Now, if you and I walked into court, see, they're exposed right there now. If you and I walked into court, David, and we said that we are being guided woo, 
from a fiction, they're going to slap a freaking psychological test on us right away. They'll yep. probably drag us out there and put us in a, you know, in a, in a, in a padded cell or whatever. And yet this woman who's acting on behalf of a service corporation, who just happens to be a member of the bar or not, doesn't matter. She's still acting in a role on behalf of the service corporation. She's the one that's moving the court. Cause she just said on the record, the fiction can't appear. Well, you're the one, her name is Jennifer. Jennifer, you were the woman that was doing all the talking. Nobody else was moving the court because the guy who's acting as crown attorney, he works for a service corporation called Ontario. Does he have a claim, a verified claim against Jamie that Jamie's in breach of contract or that Jamie's trespass causing him wrong or harm? Nope. Well, he's got no standing here. So that only leaves you, Jennifer, because Christopher's here just bearing witness. Where's the claim? Where's the verified claim before this court that I've trespassed causing wrong or harm or I'm in breach of a contract? Because they came after Jamie for the COVID-19 reopening act. You know, he was opening up his shop, telling him basically, go screw yourselves, right? I have a business to run here. You have no jurisdiction control over me. So they started hitting with fines. That The lawyer actually says we could fine him up to $10 million, see? This is what they start saying, but we're not going to go to that level. Well, wait a minute, Jack. You got no jurisdiction. We've just got this all on the record. So please go and watch Monday Night Show. I just I wanted to drop the shoe on that because it's huge yes, for awesome. people to hear. And the next one was July the 14th. Go look on Brighteon. Bitch shoot will not, no matter what I do, David, they will not upload it to the site. That to me is a huge really? tell, no matter That's what. Really interesting. July 14th, the British Columbia, the Law Society of British Columbia came after Christopher James. Again, they came after the fiction that was created, right? They sent me like 150 something pages, right, of this claim. And what they wanted to do is they were upset because I was affecting their court procedures. I was helping people, right, basically kick the crap out of the bar. So they moved this hearing forward to see that I am not allowed to enter any of the courts in British Columbia and I'm not allowed to help any man or woman or any, any, <laughs> any legal pursuers, right? And that's what that's I did. A win. I that's a but win. That's right. So you need to actually go and listen to that because you're going to hear me on the record and you hear how I speak honorably, correctly to this man because that man or woman wearing the black robe, back to it, people, and you hit him with it. The first time you go into court, doesn't matter if it's traffic court, criminal court, whatever, provided you've caused no wrong or harm to another man or woman, then I believe you do deserve to have the book thrown at you. But when you go into court, how you deal with that man or woman wearing the robe, you find out their first name before you go in. And then you call him by it. That's what I was going to say, Bob, I if, I, if I don't have his name, I'll say I require your name for my records. As you'll hear Jamie did in court on Monday night. It's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant recording. And just to pause you, Chris, yeah. one thing that a lot of uh, my American uh, listeners might not know is that in Canada, you, we don't say your honor. You're required to call them your worship. And I ain't calling nobody my worship. I'm just telling you that right now. So yeah, it's Bob. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, I never heard that one before, but when I go in again... Because the court system today, prior to us being locked up with all this COVID crap, when I would go into court, I'd be standing there. You never sit down and you never stand up when they come in, you know, all rise, your honor. Y'all need to understand where that, listen to me, I'm starting to sound like an American. Y'all, y'all need to, y'all need to understand what that whole theater was about. People used to stand up because back in the day, it wasn't because the king was coming into the room. It was because the Bible was being brought in. That's what they were standing up and recognizing. And the society that you and I do not belong to, that 99% of the people in the world don't belong to, called the bar, one of the biggest parasites in this world, they flipped it around to allow these titles of these people that they they act as judges who they call their worship or your honor or your holiness or master, right? They call them all these words. But when you access that court in the correct capacity, he's got 30 seconds to get jurisdiction over you. That means control, which means he's got to find a way for you to accept this documentation that's before him, that that is actually you, that you're acting as surety for it. 
And unfortunately, yes, a lot of people get thrown in jail because they say the wrong things. And you should actually be putting in a communication ahead of time that you're making a special appearance. You provide your original statement of birth and your correct ID showing that the man is appearing here, not the legal person that was created for my benefit. Should I wish to use it? And let me, let me use an example where it is a benefit for a driver's license. If you got to go to Home Depot and you got to rent some tools, that driver's license is great because you can rent the tools, go away with it. Say your car or truck breaks down on the highway and you're in the middle of nowhere or something, you've got to get into a local town, you can rent a car. That's what the driver's license is a benefit to me to have. Other than that, I'd never operate my property under a driver's license. And the police are finally starting to see this. They realize all this enormous wrong and harm. Some of these police officers, one guy's over 30 year veteran. I hope he's going to come out soon. He's been talking to us very deeply in the back. He's just devastated. He's, he's beyond livid because he realized his entire career. See, this is what I'm saying. His entire career, he thought what he was doing was honorable. He thought he was protecting and serving. He thought he was doing what was lawful. And because he was never given those foundational truths, the difference between legal and lawful, he realized now he's faced with all this enormous guilt and remorse for the enormous wrong and harm he's carried against, against his fellow man from traffic stops, etc. And I guarantee you, David, he's not alone. And that's why this truth is so important, right? These aren't opinions. This is huge what's before us right now. We've got to move as quickly as possible to immobilize, to get into a courthouse and bring these truths forward. And we cannot allow the bar to block us. And that's the, the last thing of this part that I'm going to talk about. With all my research that I did, when you go back on my case files, through this journey that I've gone through, I didn't realize, I did, but I didn't. I always trust in the Lord. I realized to just let go and let God because he drops things in front of me, like how we got connected. Everything is happening at a succinct time and the pace has been quickening and quickening over the last two years. First case I brought out was the uh, Maneri Farm case uh, where you see that they're basically having their farm and everything stolen from. It's all in my case file. Please look at that. But then the next one was uh, Michael Sukleski. It was, even though it was an estate case, what was the importance of that? We routed out that, ready for this? This is the big one, the shoe to drop so everybody understands. The whole time and the whole the whole reason that we are being blocked at our public courthouses from accessing it is because of the rules of civil procedure, full stop. The rules of civil procedure, they're words on a piece of paper that we talked about earlier. I didn't write them. I don't know who wrote them. I do know who wrote them now. But again, the word civil means Roman. It's a trick word. So imagine if you walked into the courthouse and said, this court's moving under the, the rule of Roman law. You'd be going, What? I'm in Canada here. What's this Roman law stuff? See, it's, it's a deceit. The rules of civil procedure, that's what they've used to block people like me and other people from moving their claim in court into a public courthouse, holding all these people accountable. That's what they use. And then they say it's vexatious, it's frivolous, and then they toss it out. Who tosses it out? The people wearing the black robes. Well, my case with Michael Sukleski, David, I'm very proud, went right up. We went after, his filing went after eight uh, people acting as lawyers and two people acting as justices of the peace. So there were 10 people in the suit. It got filed and everything was going good. And and then we went right up to the Chief Justice of Canada and the Chief Justice of Ontario and also the Governor General of Canada and the Governor General of Ontario. We hit them both right between the eyes three times with, with registered mail communications that stated what? Produce the evidence where the rules of civil procedure apply to we the people. Is that a public courthouse or is it a private courthouse? Because those rules of civil procedure were written by a private society. See why the bar doesn't like me? See why the bar's coming after me, attacking me now? And so as soon as we put that to him three times, they acquiesced. That means that we've got them by the balls, 
right? And now this is all we need to do is surround that courthouse peacefully with people that know why we're there. We're not protesting and we're going to move this claim in court into this public courthouse. Again, the first one we're moving in is the COVID lie. And I'm going to get Justin Trudeau and Doug Ford. They're going to get brought in under warrant under a court. I'm not making threats. I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen if we're going to save our world. It's the truth that this is based on and the police know this. And when Justin gets brought in, those four questions get answers. First, we require them to produce the evidence that it was isolated, this virus. When they can't do that, then you hit them with the other three questions. Am I your property? If I got a contract with you on the private side or I got a contract with you on the corporate side, you represent Justin Trudeau. And when he says no to all four of those questions, it's over. Everything stops. The vaccinations, the mandates, all this internal fighting. How many families have been destroyed because of yeah. this, right? How many people have died? Look at the elderly. They've been terrorized for the last almost two years in their final days of their life, David, in these retirement homes, and they're being murdered. They're being murdered. The children are being destroyed, wearing all these diapers on their face. It's horrific what's going on. And all of this goes to the central bankers, the queen, and the pope. This has been in play for a very long time as historians will tell you, and now it's finally being rolled out. And that's why what we're doing here is so important. Wow. Just an incredible amount of information there, man. That's awesome. I've, I've been looking into this stuff, uh, for a long time. I first got into it. I interviewed Jordan Maxwell years ago. Great. He man. was getting into the whole maritime admiralty law and then others took it further on and it's developed. And then people did these experiments, trying things in court. And, 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 you know, and I feel like it's always the people against these, as you call it, the society. And you and I know, well, that society doesn't just end at the bar. That bar is also a, a an enclave into the whole Templar Vatican. You know, there's a whole thing there uh, to get into. Do you see the Vatican um, and the uh, pernicious folks there, the real guys behind the scenes, do you see that as sort of the head of the snake? Or do you think it's it's elsewhere or is it the, uh, do you get into the whole tree Renion, the, the triple crown, you know, all of that? How do you see the structure of power as it is the one that's about to come crashing down into its own footprint and free fall speed? How do you see how that, what's the head of that snake? Well, the head of the snake in this realm that we're in today that we can actually visually see is definitely the Pope, the queen and the monarchs. Very long time ago, I believe it's 1023. If you look up the Papal, P-A-P-A-L, Papal Bulls, B-U-L-L-S. I think it's 1023. And that's where the Pope declared that all souls were his property. He created them. Was he, this he, Unum Sanctum? Yes. Okay. And, and, and it basically, uh, you know, he, he, he claimed all souls. And that's how far back this whole thing goes. You look in the Bible. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a religious person, but I'm a very spiritual person. I realize there is a creator right? Whatever people want to believe, that's fine. But I believe there's this creator, right? That knows exactly what he was doing. And when he writes in the Bible over 23 times, the word use, uses that word person. Just look up Job 32, 21. And in there it says, let no man place persons upon you. And you're not supposed to accept any titles. Well, what's a judge? What's a police officer? They're titles, right? What's a person? Well, person, that's that legal entity. That's what the birth certificate is. It's created. A legal entity is created that you do not own or control. He who creates, controls, and owns. The Service Corporation Ontario, in bed with its larger service corporation, Canada, created mine back in the day. They own and control it. Right on the bottom, as you'll see in my uh, four foundational knowledge videos, it says Canadian banknote on it. Why does it say a Canadian banknote? Well, as it says in my videos here, again, not opinions, you flip it over. It didn't have anything on the back of my birth certificate that I got. It was a laminated one. So I went and reapplied for it about, I don't know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Sure enough, it comes back to me. And what's on the back, David? A red CUSIP number. You say, well, what's a CUSIP number? That's a number that's required for any company or corporation to be bought or sold on the stock exchange. This is posted right on the and New York Stock And it's actually red? Yes. Which is the symbol for blood, right? 
you've signed in blood. Is that kind that's of right. That that's right. And when you look at, I should have, sorry, I should have had the, the documentation here, but the birth certificate, not the birth certificate, the birth certificate has nothing to do with we, the people, the birth certificate is evidence of this trespass that's occurred against us. Majesty McDonald's went and created a birth certificate when you were born and your mother and father got, received it a few months later and then they kept it in a drawer. And then when you got older earlier, you used that birth certificate as the foundational documentation to go get a driver's license, to go, go look at your driver's license, your SIN card, your health card, your credit cards, your name is in all capital letters, right? That's not you. Who owns the, the title of that? Well, that's the service corporation. This is how they can come into your bank accounts. This is how they can take your property at the side of the roads because it's not your property. Go look at- And is this, is this sorry to jump, Jim, just the questions coming to mind. Yeah. So is this, there that law, that legal fiction, straw man, all capitals, letters law that they're employing, it's a particular kind of law that to my understanding is the maritime admiralty law which maritime is talking about the law of water, which is why you have, when, when a ship comes in, it comes into the birth, right? And That's you right. as a human being are born via your mother's water in your yep. birth into the world. And the moment you're birth, unless you have a kid at home with a doula or something, and you're in a hospital run by the hospitalers, by the way, um, you are actually at that point, it's your parents unwittingly, they just think this is all normal, right? They're signing on for a birth certificate administered by an agent that is working on behalf of that bar via the medical doctor that signs it that is operating under maritime admiralty law. Is that correct or am I outdated there? Yeah, no, that's correct. And to make it simple for everybody, which again, I know you've, two, two other good ones you forgot is doc, doctor, because the, the, oh, yeah, the, the doc gets docked, right? <laughs> and, and then don't forget to control the currency. What controls the currency? The, the current, banks, the river the, banks, and on the river banks, yeah. See the banks. See the word bank. The word bench in Latin, which all these so-called judges live, you know, sit on, means bank, right? So, but this is how you keep it simple for people. Yeah. This is what we've never been taught. The word law. What does the word law stand for? Three jurisdictions: land, air, water. Oh my God. L stands for common law. That's the law of the land that we were born. It's the unwritten law. We know the difference between right and wrong, don't we, David? That's right. You so know, that's the know. true law. The law of the land is the true law. That's common law. It's the unwritten law, law that comes from our creator. That's why it says in the charter, that's why the Charter of Freedom Rights of Canada, the only line that I recognize on behalf of that service corporation is the opening line, that it recognizes what? The supremacy of God. Well, so do I. He's the creator, right? And all this, he created the, that's why the 10 commandments, that's why the, the, the whole religious stuff has been ripped out of our schools and that, because it, it was a, it was a very, very powerful foundation in order for this evil that it couldn't get past. So this has been a long game. So let's get back to the word law. L stands for law, which is common law, the law of the land, which means contract makes the law between a man or woman and no man or woman's property of another man or woman. And the last one, you can't administrate property without right. How simple is that for people to understand? That's the law. We all know that. A stands for ecclesiastical canon law. That's like supposed to be the highest law. This other court systems that work into, but the W stands for water. And that's what you were just talking about. Maritime admiralty law. That's what the lawyers are trained in in school. Remember I said, I should have said this off the top. All of us have been lied to. All right. All of us. Every man and woman in this world, I don't care what your profession is, especially in the bar, because I know a lot of great people that are lawyers too. And when they see this stuff, they go, oh my God, oh my God, what am I doing? it makes sense to them because they're trained in, they're trained to a certain extent, but sometimes they don't, they don't get into the symbolism and the word play, etymology, like what you're doing. But when they do, they must have a lot of brain explosions. 
Well, yeah, it's like that we talked earlier, the police, they're not showing the difference between legal and lawful. Imagine right. how our world would be so different. I had uh, Nathan Linchuk on here, the Saskatchewan police officer, four months ago, I think. He came, or three months ago, he came onto my live streams. And he said to everybody, it's not an I love me thing, but he said on the record, I didn't tell him to say this. He said, Christopher, he says, if every man and woman watched your four foundational knowledge videos, he says, do you have any idea how different our world would be today? And to me, that that meant the world for me to, to hear that man that was in policing for so long say that because he recognized that him and all his fellow officers have been lied to no different than people that are in the bar. And any lawyers that are listening to this, when you understand when this truth resonates within your heart, your mind, and your soul, you got to rip up that bar card and you got to come and stand out into the light with we the people. And let's correct our public courthouses so that we really have courts of law that are moving forward, not courts that are all based on fraud. Because when you get dragged into that court, remember you're being represented as that fiction that was created, that legal person, and you're not told that, and you're not allowed to speak because that lawyer has been trained in all that legal gobbledygook, so to speak. And this is the stick that's been running. So there's two things, whether it's in the legal world, I'm throwing you big, big things right now. The two things in the, in the legal world or the lawful world that destroy any type of court is the first one is if fraud was ever present. Doesn't matter if it's legal or lawful world. If fraud's ever present, fraud eviscerates all. But the other one's the big one, jurisdiction. Now, what did I just tell you that the words law stood for? The three jurisdictions, land, air, water. So I walk into a court, I'm in the capacity of a man, you've got a man that's wearing a black robe that's supposed to be a public servant, and he's part of a society I'm, I don't belong to called the bar. His entire training is based on the jurisdiction of the sea, water, admiralty, maritime law. And then there's a man acting as a crown attorney for a service corporation. And he's also acting in a mar maritime maritime law. But I'm standing here on the ground, I'm on the land. I'm standing there as the man. They can't have that. How can you have, for an example, remember it's called a court for a reason because it's a sick game that's being played. How could you have on one side of the court a baseball team and then a hockey team on the other side and then some man's supposed to act as a judge referee and he's supposed to make some sort of judgments rulings because there's two different sets of rules of how those two games play. Everybody can simply understand that. So what's the game that these bar members have to do and these lawyers? They have to intimidate you. They have to fool you. They have to basically do everything they can to you to drag you in to think that you're a baseball player, not a hockey player. And they do that through their various message. But once you establish who you are in that court, that's when the rubber hits the road. And these judges, I've had so many of them run from the benches over the years. It's not funny, right? And they're scared because they don't want people to understand this truth. And then they get me out of the court quickly because again, they can't have the sheet. That's what they would do in the past. They would clear the whole courtroom or they would leave me right till the end to speak. So nobody else is around. And that's why this is so serious because all of us has been lied to. And I, I don't hold any ill will feelings for the people that are in the bar or for the people that are in law enforcement, but where the line is drawn in the sand for me is that once I've given you this truth and I've laid it out before you, you have a duty and obligation to come back to me and say, Christopher, you're wrong. Here's the evidence. Well, I put that out there six years ago with my, with my first uh, interview in 2015 on uh, September the 15th. And I basically said, if there's any police officers that have information or knowledge through your investigations, it's counter to what I'm claiming here of this unlawful conversion. That's what happens when we're born in a hospital. They convert you from a man or woman. They've got to destroy all that power and, and knowledge that you have there consciously, even though you're a baby. And they've got to create a legal person, which they can control, steal from the rest of their lives. And that's why, like I say, that's why nobody owns their homes, their cars, their boats, because go look who you put on title. It's in all capital letters. So it's a huge moment. And that's why that word law, the lawyers were never trained that. And when they realized this, and I've got to give the, sh the shout out to the man that taught me this is David Strait. David Strait's got a video up right now on a bit shoot. It's from August the 21st, I think, of, of this year. And it is phenomenal. David Strait is an incredible man. He understands the whole gauntlet. He spent the last 40 years 
I have got quite 40. He's got a few years on me, but he's drilled down on everything and it's the same thing. So how you destroy a court, how you can go back. See, in common law, there's no, in the legal world, they have a thing called the statute of limitations. You've got seven years to go back on something. Well, in mm -hmm. the common law, that's the highest law of this land. People look at the Supreme Court of Canada and they say, oh, that's the highest court of land. No, it's not. It's like the Supreme Court of Burger King. Do any of those people going to come forward and claim that I'm property? No. Have I got a contract with any of those people that I've relinquished my rights as a man or a woman privately on the private site or the service corporation they're all representing? No. So where do they have jurisdiction, David? They don't have it over me. When you or I walk into that public courthouse, it's the James court, right? Or it's the, uh, your last name, sorry, it's your last name, say it's the right. David court as well. Yep. The right court, it'd be the right court, no pun intended. But when you're moving your claim in your court, that man that's wearing the black robe, he has a duty to move your process before a jury of your peers like lightning. He has no standing in that. He's only there to be the most honorable man or woman in that courtroom to see that there's no shenanigans going on and that when David comes forward, you will present your case how you see fit. You're not bound by these rules of civil procedures. You're gonna lay your claim forward. Bob and Susie over here, this is what they did to me on this date. Here's my video evidence, et cetera, paperwork contract. And then you make your statement or whatever, and then you sit down and then they have their right to defend and bring forth whatever evidence that they have. At that point, the jury goes off and they decide whether the claim that David's brought into the court, the right court is true or not. And that's how quick it is. See, there's no appeal processes. There's none of this, you know, no, none of this motions to the, it's, it's right in your face in the moment. That's what justice is supposed to be about. And as soon as we understand this, the bar is finished. Okay. Our courts are filled with these rats that have been crazy, creating enormous wrong and harm in our country for far too long. A lot of good people have gone in. It's time. This is like I say, I've forgiven everybody that I've ever dealt with up to this date. But now that these people that we're meeting now are given this enormous truth honorably before them, they have a duty and obligation to provide the correction that's required in our courthouses. And that's why the, the I'll say this lastly, the lawyers also take an oath, not only to the bar, they have all these oaths that supersedes. Even if you're going to use a lawyer, you're second or third in command because into their shoe, so to speak, because they've made a, a commitment to the bar, an oath that that is their number one priority. They understand that hierarchy, that structure, the court, when you're saying who's court, who's court, right? That's what we, we pulled out into the, into the light with uh, Jamie Russo. Whose court is moving this court? And it finally came down to it was a fiction that was moving this court. And this woman that's acting as a public servant who should know better, <clears throat> excuse me, is allowing it. Got a drink. Wow. <laughs> that was a mouthful, man. Take a drink. I just had a really cool comment. Somebody saying, enjoy being welcome. They just said, just got here. The Phoenicians, Venetians, Venice parallels with Vatican City, you know, Vatican, Venice. Uh, this, they're talking about the black nobility here. Merchant of Venice, water. Oh, it's scrolling up. Then look at the island of Marana, the island where the glassmakers made beads for trade. They were kept there, semi-imprisoned as members or, mint, or minters of currency. Then look up chevron beads, the red, white, and blue ones eventually being used to buy African slaves. Wow. Like, there's so much to... I'm not an expert on the law. I'm trying to learn so much more, and I'm learning so much just right now, and this is awesome. But what I am good at is the symbolism. And what you can learn a lot about these people is that they love to practice their rites and rituals. Uh, this is part of how they do it. And they speak through the language of symbolism. So we're even just looking at, you know, the fact that the judge has to take his gavel and hit it three times. Uh, there's three steps up, typically two to three steps up to the uh, place where the judge sits. Uh, they're wearing black robes, which is an ancient symbol of the Saturnian cults, the Setian cults. Uh, going all the way back to Rome, Egypt, Babylon, etc., and the Venetians, the black nobility, nothing to do with skin color. They're they were named the black nobility because their deeds were so black 
and evil because they were fraudsters, that that's what they were called. These are the aristocratic um, elite levels that are all woven into this, uh, this, I would say, illegitimate monarchy that seized the reins under the, uh, under the Saxe-Coburg-Gothas and all that. So there's a whole history there that's just so fascinating to me. And I'm trying to do this right now, Christopher, in this new series I'm doing called Cult of the Medics, where I'm looking into, because they're the white coats, right? So interesting, when you look at a Masonic chessboard or checkerboard, which are all over these, you know, city halls and churches, you know, government everywhere. buildings and churches, yeah. especially the big monasteries, um, that to them is the squares of ignorance and knowledge. And it's yeah. also a way that they wield what they determine, because this is all Masonic stuff, right? They determine it as white magic rituals and black magic rituals. And a lot of people think magic, well, white magic is good magic and black magic. No, it's just techniques. It's just techniques. So the white is the, to them, it's the exoteric, the surface, right? And the black is the esoteric, the symbol, symbolic. And so um, they play, we're basically playing on their grand chessboard. And the only way they can get us to play on their board, whether it's in regular uh, proceedings, as you're saying, like traffic stops or whatever, but in context of what we're facing right now with mandatory masks, man, you're going to lose your job if you don't take this death jab loaded with what the hell we don't know. Um, this is relevant because we have to understand that they need our consent. It's part of their ritual. They actually have to tell us everything they're doing. And this is just because I think this is just their belief system that they have to disclose what they're doing it, and they can disclose it in Hollywood. They can throw it in music videos. They can put it up in symbols all over your malls and your buses. They can put it everywhere. And if you go along with it and you believe them and you don't fight back and claim your sovereignty as a human being, then they believe that they can have at you. They can plunder you and like a sheep. So if you'll behave like a sheep on their farm, they get to be the farmers. That's it's twisted. That's how they think. So yeah. what you're saying is we don't have to be on their farm. We can yeah, make our not. own party, man. We're not. To go what you're saying there, everything that Dave was just talking about there, yeah, it's a deep rabbit hole. And I've gone down that rabbit hole. Believe me, I've got everything on Jordan Maxwell. I've watched this stuff so much time. But this is why I'm here before everyone today. It's three questions, David. That's all we need to talk. If we all spend the time learning all this other stuff, we can get to that once we get this shit sorted, this right. fight that's before us right now. People are dying right now because of these injections. We got to stop it. So it's real simple. I'll say it again to everybody. Who is the man that if you walk into a public courthouse, you say, I'm here to accept any and all verified claims. You put it in writing ahead of time with your special appearance, but it comes down to those two questions. It, where's the verified claim before this court from a man or woman that I've trespassed? Trespass covers everything. It covers contract. It covers, you know, if you cause wrong and harm. And then the other one that you're going to say to them, if there's no verified claim of wrong or harm before this court, then who's moving this court, right? Who's moving this court against me? So you have a right to face your accuser. It's always those three questions, whether it's the judge you're talking to, whether it's a crown attorney, whether it's Justin Trudeau, it doesn't matter who you're talking to. You look them straight in the eye and you say, am I your property? And they're going to say no. Right. Do I have a contract with you on the private side where I've relinquished my rights as a man? They're going to say no. Do I have a contract with the service corporation? I don't care what service corporation is you're representing or acting through. Produce the contract I have with your service corporation that gives you this jurisdiction control over me. Oh, I don't have that either. That's right. So not a damn thing that comes out of your mouth applies to me. It's over. Boom. Just like that. And that's how simple we need to make it. Don't get into the name game, the upper and lower case. You can bring that theater in, but it always boils down to if we're being dragged into a court 
then there must be a man or woman out here that we've trespassed against or we've breached a contract. So which is it? Bring forth a verified claim of trespass or the contract which I'm in breach of. Where is it here? Because I don't see it. And Bob over here acting as a crown attorney, he works for a service corporation called British Columbia, Ontario, Manitoba, whatever. Yeah, well, has he got a contract he's going to produce that I have with the service corporation he represents because I haven't trespassed against Bob here. Have I been acting as a crown attorney? Well, no, he doesn't have a claim against you. Right. So who has a claim against me here? Oh, oh well, there is no claim. There's a complaint. Really? A complaint. Well, who's complaining? Uh, 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 it's a fiction. Really? See, this is what I mean. It, all their shit falls apart with those three questions. And that's how powerful this is because once we understand the power of this, especially the police, oh, I would not want to be a bar member because the police are going to start arresting these people once we get into the courts. And this is what's required. So I, that's all I just say from, from my um, position, Keep David, with simple. respect. Three questions. That's yeah, good. don't go down the rap. Yes, you can learn all that stuff. It's fascinating, but that's a sidebar. None of that shit's going to help anybody when you're standing in court and you got a guy wearing a black robe and he's coming after you or some other idiot saying that you owe $50,000 because of some reopening act and you opened your what? Your property without right. See, that's what Jamie said with this tattoo. He says, where's the contract I have with the service corporation that gives them the right to administrate my property without right? See, there's no contract that exists to that. That's why you never register anything. That's a whole other issue too. When you register something, well, everyone understand it now. As soon as you register something, it gets dragged out into the jurisdiction of the sea. That's why you never register anything. You put it on the record, right? Yeah. And just, just to ask a question and then for people that maybe are definitely thinking about this right now, okay, they're about to lose their job because they're not submitting to the vaccine or they're getting thrown out of places for not wearing a mask or they're being fined in charge or having cops show up. Sometimes in Canada, sometimes they'll show up weeks later because you went and attended a, a protest for, yep. for whatever. Um, so let's say, let's keep it simple with the masks, all right? So let's say a cop walks up to you and presents you a fine for not wearing a mask in the mall or whatever. How would you proceed with that officer? Well, first you say to him, uh, I require your name, Bob or Susie. Susie's name is, say, Bob, do I know you? Do you claim I'm your property? He's going to go, before you take the ticket, right? He says, no. He said, well, do you have a verified claim that I've trespassed against a man or woman? He's going to go, no. Well, do you have a contract that I have with the service corporation. Remember, every police officer is working for a service corporation, right? Do you got to you got to produce the contract I have with the service corporation you're representing right now? Oh, I don't have that either. Then what is this ticket about? Oh, well, you've breached some reopening act. Well, who wrote that reopening act? And if they're not going to get into the conversation with you, you always say this: I'm just going to accept this con this this ticket conditionally. You don't want to have confrontation with them. But the second that you get that ticket, you write right across it in big red letters on a 45 degree angle: no contract, rescind uh, uh, rescind contract to offer. Okay, or rescind offer to contract. You write those two things on the ticket, and you get it back to them before 72 hours, preferably that same day. Because you're basically telling them, look, I don't want to engage with you in any type of contract that you believe that might be uh, prevalent here. This is what people need to understand. That man wearing that operating on behalf of that law enforcement agency, they're really, with respect, they're nothing more than glorified mall cops. That's what they are in the lawful world, right? They work for a service corporation and they have no more jurisdiction over you than a mall cop does. Where they have the jurisdiction is that if you're causing wrong or harm or you've, they've got a verified claim that, hey, Bob went and stabbed, you know, John or, or Stu down the street, you're damn right. That's what those good men and women are there for, right? They're there to keep the peace. They're not there to invest, to, to pardon me, to uh, enforce policy on behalf of a service corporation that created their entire system based on fraud. 
right? That's how simple it is. The entire judicial system in our world today is based on fraud. And we can't change anything in our public courthouses until the rules of civil procedure are finally recognized that they are blocking we the people. And this is what the police around me now are recognizing. We must access that public courthouse, move a claim in court like lightning. See, when I go into this courthouse surrounding this COVID-19, when I get in there and hopefully it's going to be with thousands of frontline officers, I believe it's going to be in the, in the people around that courthouse, the same four questions that we've talked about here, actually first is the first three questions are gonna get answered in that courthouse. I'm gonna have every man and woman that's wearing a black robe summoned to that main courtroom. And they're all gonna be brought into it. No one's gonna be, we're all gonna be standing waiting for them when they come in. And when they come in, and the reason I'm telling you this now, because God forbid if anything happens to me, another man or woman can do this. They're all gonna be standing in front of you there wearing the black robes and you're gonna say the question to them. Who here before me wearing the black robes acting as public servants claim that I am property? Say that to them. It's going to be dead science and say, let the record show no man or woman here acting honorably as a justice, justice chief or whatever claims that I property. Second question is who here before me in this court wearing a black robe has a contract with me on the private side where I've relinquished my rights as a man that you have jurisdiction over me or for the service corporation that you represent right now. Produce that contract. Who has one? It's going to be dead silent. The second that they answer no to those three questions, I've established who has jurisdiction. I do. And they have no business interfering with my right to move a claim in court against another man or woman that's trespassed. I don't move claims in courts against fictions, against chiefs of police, against judges, against I move it against Bob or Susie, okay, the man or the woman that's acting in that role. Because unless they're going to answer yes to those three questions, that's how powerful this is, David. It ends right there. Everybody can understand that. Go, well, that's right. But we don't allow this theater to carry on anymore. And then in that moment, that's when I'm going to get the warrants put out for Trudeau. Doug Ford, and they're going to get brought into court and they get asked one question. Produce the evidence COVID-19 SARS-2 was isolated. Where's your evidence? Because I've got, from my filing on September the 23rd, almost every single health organization across this country and many around the world, nowhere has it been isolated. So it's never been isolated. And they're not isolated. producing it. They've been asked. Many, many people from around That's the world right. have gone in to ask their government, hey, just show us the evidence of what you got. And they haven't done it. So if they have isolated it somehow, they're not telling us. And that means they're not giving us the full disclosure or the scientific evidence to back up and justify their claim that they get to now basically destroy all the rights you thought you had. Yep. Well, exactly. That's exactly right. And remember, they're not making a claim. They always file complaints in their world, but you're right. Look, even if it was true, even if there was this, you know, horrific, you know, pandemic that was going on and people were millions of people were dying around the world. Yes. They have a duty and obligation to protect the property of man. They have a duty and obligation to, to tell us that, but they don't have a, again, if I'm walking around and I'm wielding a knife or something like that, and it's been proven that I've got some sort of disease that if anybody gets within five feet of me, they're going to get it. You're damn right. I need to be bag tagged and put away, right? If that is actually the truth, but if they're not proving that, just putting out a, a blanket statement that their foundational statement is based on fraud, it was never isolated, which means there's no virus, which means as we've seen, there's no pandemic of all the, even from the CDC and the World Health Organization records today, you can look at the records. Flu, influenza has just disappeared from the charts for the last two years. Where's that gone? And yet all the vaccines they're coming out now telling everybody, they're not vaccines, injections have killed more people that they've rolled out for, for SARS COVID-19 too than they have for all the vaccines com combined over the last 40 or 50 years. Think about that for a second. We've got something very horrific going on. We've got mass genocide occurring. 
And that's why the only way to fester this out is at that public courthouse with the police standing there and require them to bring that evidence forward that it's been purified. And when they don't do that, then the whole world finally realizes, like in Lord of the Rings, you know, when they light that one fire and then it goes to the other mountain, the other mountain, then all of a sudden the world is awakened. They're finally given that light and that truth. And that's when these great people in law enforcement, because again, we talked about the OPP here. We talked about the RCMP. There's a lot of great people that are within these organizations, but the heads of these organizations are completely corrupt. We've got the evidence of that. So they're going to have to step up. That's why these people like Thomas Karaki, the head of the OPP in Ontario here, he needs to be brought into a court of law immediately. And he has some very serious questions to answer for, right? Even Randy Hillier wrote to him, the MP out from Kingston there a couple of weeks ago. And he's basically drilled down on, we've got the evidence here that all these children, these young teenagers, people are winding up in the hospital with heart problems, blood clotting, there's death and destruction occurring. You've got to investigate this. Has Thomas Karakti responded to that? No. Look at the, and God bless you for the Mounties for the or whatever the hell it's called. That's a beautiful letter that they put out there, right? Uh, now, maybe I missed it. Have you heard Brenda reply to it? I haven't heard any replies. No, I, I, I'll, I'll get some texts after the show to confirm. Yeah. That's what I mean. What's going on? It's right in our faces, people. And this, is the, this is the problem. Truth, David, sometimes is the easiest thing to see but it is also the hardest thing to accept for some people. And a lot of people, they don't want to see this. They don't want to believe that they've misplaced their trust all these years in police and the judicial system and these governments that are supposed to be this wonderful system and society we've created. And when you realize it's all based on fraud from the moment that you come into this world, that's why that trespass is so important. And they, they hijacked it. They hijacked a good thing. There were good in, there were good people there too behind these things. We can't have a system of no law. We can't have no enforcement of that. It's just that we these people are pirates. They're the pirates of the world. They're the pirates of the Caribbean. They they operate in the law of maritime law. And That's they've right. come and they've plundered your nations and they've captured your governments and your institutions and they've held them to this system of fraud, and then they've raised entire generations of humanity through the schooling, through the media, through the social acceptance of everybody just going, well, that guy said it, so it must be true. And then now they've created the atmosphere and they've, they've set the, the temperature in the fish tank, so to speak, so that everybody operates as if this is true. And it, what you're saying is blowing my mind, Christopher, because it's what you're talking about is this whole legal bar fraud that's happening across the world is coming to the surface because of another fraud that they perpetrated to try to capture us even further with this great reset and this yep. global climate thing and all these taxes and, yep. you know, the UN agendas and everything. Yep. And, um, you know, so what's interesting to me is that just as there is no isolated virus, there, the PCR test is flawed. We can get that right from the guy that invented the thing. Uh, they shouldn't be using it like this. Um, you know, the vaccines being rushed out, no safety studies, like yep. no long-term safety, a total experiment. Um, and they're not rolling it back. The censorship, all these things we're seeing is a microcosm within this pandemic that's actually an echo of the macrocosmic problem, which is what you're pointing to. You're getting to the root here. And this is, so in my opinion, the gift that we're being given as a species right now in this battle for freedom and truth and justice is the knowledge and the sight to understand not just the surface problem of we got to end the pandemic. We got to end the lockdowns. We got to end these masks and these vaccine mandates. That's the door to getting to the real big fish. The fact that our countries have been captured by the biggest mafia cult 
that exists in this world who's had a death grip on Western civilization and the globe for as far back as we can count. And now they're showing their colors because people like you and so many others are putting their feet to the fire. We've got, I've been had expert after expert after expert, top shelf people coming on this show. You have too, so many others also who are being silenced and suppressed. And I tell people, what more evidence do you need than that they're covering up a crime? They're not trying to protect you from bad opinions. They're covering up a crime. And this is the crime of the century. And it's going to take truth warriors like you and me and everybody listening right now to get the facts together, study this, learn this, and then empower other people and do what we can to wake people up. Because that's all they have, isn't it, Chris? It's an illusion. They don't really have law on their side. They're losing more law enforcement every day that more cops are waking up, more military are waking up, more doctors and nurses are waking up and walking off the job. And so they have to hold together an illusion and they got to keep all those balls in the air at once. Whereas all we got to do is get them on one of these things and it's a domino effect, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, and that's why people don't understand in Canada here, we were an incredible light to this world. We had the first Bank of Canada, okay, that was buying for the people from 1934 to 74. It created money interest-free because we, the people, owned the patents. We owned the rights to the creation of the money. And in 1974, Elliot Trudeau, who is Justin Trudeau's father who passed away, he basically sold this country out and gave to the business of international settlements our patents. And then a group of people that we don't know that don't belong in this country, that had no jurisdiction control, started creating money with our patents, right? With our our stuff. Mm. And then they started loaning it back to the Service Corporation Canada with interest. See, that's how this game works, is that when you're born, the Service Corporation Canada and Ontario, they in, from, in my case, they create a, a corporation in your name. So it'd be like when, uh, when Justin Trudeau now goes to the central bankers who set this whole system up anyways, they say, hey, Canada needs to borrow money. Well, then the bankers say, well, how are you going to pay for that debt, Justin, for the Service Corporation Canada? Well, this is how I'm going to pay for it. I've got all these franchises right across this country in our names, people, these corporations I've created, and I've got them on the hook. They're going to be paying all these taxes stuff, never mind the whole fraud thing or whatever and how we're doing this, but Mm. this is the system and how we're going to generate income. And they're like, sounds great. And this is how they control a nation. They control a nation of people. When you realize every single dollar that's been taken from this country, David, since 1974, and God bless my American friends to the south of us here, in 1913 when the Federal Reserve got control, all of that money is going to come back into our nations. It was all taken based on fraud. When you look at your IRS, you know, don't stop paying the, again, you know, it's a battle. Hopefully it'll end shortly. But Bob Hamilton is the guy that's the head of the CRA, the Service Corporation in Canada. It's the same thing. So same three questions, you know, David, that takes down, you can throw anything at me and I'll use those same three questions to stop it. A simple question you would write to Bob Hamilton surrounding the taxation. Hey, Bob, I was just going through this communication I got from you. Again, go look at your tax. You're going to see your names in all capital letters. That's why it's not you. It's just the game they're playing with you. The service corporation, they created in your name. That's what they're saying owes taxation. And you're, we're all just too ignorant to understand the, the switcheroo that's happened at birth. So you simply write the Bob. You say, good day, Bob. Going through my records here, I require of you to produce the obligation, which means contract, upon which Bob or any agent or officer of the CRA claim that a debt be due and true. Kind regards, David. See what happens. Right? I haven't so paid any taxes. I mean, I'm a business owner, okay? And I've got a family and I'm obviously putting myself right out there. And, uh, you know, if I were to go, okay, I don't want to pay federal taxes, you know, I'll pay some local tax of my discretion. 
Um, but I'm not going to pay federal tax because I know that our government is a captured operation and it's using the fraud or whatever to elicit this from me. All you have um, to say to them is that one question, produce the obligation contract. Remember I said contract makes that we're talking about law here, not legal. So contract makes the law between man. So do you have a contract with McDonald's, David? No. Okay. So if McDonald's sent you a, an M1 form and said, you got to fill this out for your taxation and we're going to tell you how much you're going to pay to pay us. What would you say to the people, not the institution, the people at McDonald's, the CEO, say Bob at McDonald's. What would you say to Bob? I go, get the F out of here, Bob. Oh yeah, you say to him, then that's how you nicely say it. Say, Bob, I require you, which means demand to produce the obligation contract upon which you rely and claim that a debt be due and true because I don't have one. I don't know who you people are. And then you're, then you're able to point the figure to when you're just showing the distinction between the man or the woman that you were born and then that trespass and what they're using against you. Well, that's, that's constructive fraud. They've come, they've been committing massive fraud against every man and woman, not only in this country, but around the world through this taxation system. Everyone's led to believe, you know, if you don't pay taxes, you know, you're some low life or some, you know, outsider, you know, troublemaker for society. But that's just because people don't understand the creation of money that we, the people in Canada, we had the only bank of Canada that created money, money interest-free from 1934 to 74. We went through the second world war, Vietnam, all these various different things. The St. Lawrence Seaway, our debt stayed at $18 billion. It never moved up or down one inch. Why? Because every dollar that was collected through taxation had to be spent back into perpetuity. I always have problems with that word. Uh, on behalf of infrastructure. And that's why we built all these incredible roads, schools, highways, hospitals that never should so have ever changed. paying ourselves. We weren't that's paying right. some we're, international we're banking control. cabal. That's right. And that's what God bless my brothers and sisters to the south of us. They've had it horrifically done with, that's why they, they came in and they had to have Trudeau do something because they realized after the second world war, like, holy shit, right? We've got the United States now, the service corporation, not the United States of America. Pay attention. Look at all their court filings, their court titles. It says the United States court. Well, that's not the United States of America. There's a difference between that. We'll go into that maybe another show. But ultimately, when Trudeau did this, he basically, you know, pulled the hoodwink over the, the Canadian people. And all of a sudden, our debt went from $18 billion. It's, it's into the trillions now. All of that money is based on fraud that was taken from this country and the people. And all of that money is going to come back to us. You know, when you hear about the, the most richest people in the world, Bill Gates or Bezos or whatever, that's all BS people. Go look up a gentleman's book by the name of Dr. John Coleman. This guy spent more time in the British archives than anybody, the Committee of 300. He tells you. A guy like Rockefeller, who's a trillionaire. You ready for this? He's a pauper with these 300 families. A pauper. That means you're incredibly poor. And that's what you'll also see in my Statement of Live Birth on my website. When you see it, go and get your hard copy, the Statement of Live Birth. A statement of birth and you'll see in the top right hand corner you're going to see red red uh, lettering even on that form it's actually two forms in one it's the hospital record on the inside then it's a template on the other side where they create the bond and all this other stuff but at the top pretty much everyone's going to see a a, a letter p in right and red lettering before the number that's at the top that p stands for pauper See, they put it in all our faces. We're all paupers to them. We're all wow. slaves that they've created. Even the Rockefellers. Even the Rockefellers. Because yeah, these guys are these guys are fucking next stratosphere priesthood of the Illies level, man. They've yeah. been around a long time. They are. We're, it's like Chris Rock. That joke. He's like, we're not talking about rich. We're talking nope. about wealth. Yeah, these people. They imagine. don't need money, right? They don't Stole need money to have control. They they create money out of nothing. They own, they own control the entire monetary system in the world today. So they've been pillaging all these nations. They've been fermenting all these wars. This is how huge this truth is. And how do you hold these people accountable? How do you hold a queen or a pope? Whoever that man or woman's name is, is through the common law. I'm going to move a simple claim of trespass. I claim, you know, uh, 
Her Majesty Elizabeth, or her Elizabeth, whatever her name is, Elizabeth Windsor, did trespass, cause wrong or harm. And here's the evidence I have in it. I have a right to bring it to court and show this evidence forward. I have no contract with your crown corporations. They went and created documentations without my consent while I was barely even taking my first breath. And you've used that against me all this time? You had a good faith and duty of service to provide to me, but oh, because I didn't come back in the first seven years and tell you that when I was never told since I was born, that all of a sudden you're looked at as a vessel lost at sea. See, it's a sick world, but you take everything down, David, with those three questions. Any man that you're engaging with, am I your property? Nope. I got a contract with you on the private side or the corporate side you represent? No. Great. Have a nice day because not a damn thing that comes out of You can believe whatever you want, Bob or Susie, wearing that, that police outfit, thinking that I've breached a, some traffic violation. Again, if I'm not operating under a license. And again, we do require people that are driving the heavy machinery, people that are driving buses, you know, people of that type of capacity on the, on the highways. Yes. We want them to be licensed so, because they're, they're moving heavy equipment. But for you and I that are not generating commerce, again, if we go on the highway and God forbid we cause wrong or harm or damage something against someone, that's when we need to have the book thrown at us. But right. that's why the term accident is there, right? Accidents do happen, right? And if I did trespass against some man or woman and it was truly my fault, then I will definitely make amends and I will see that they're made whole. I'll see their car and everything's fixed up. That's how we're supposed to do this, right? Not a third party that comes in from a, an agency, a law enforcement agency saying, oh, well, I'm going to give you a ticket. Well, who are you? I just got in an accident here with this guy named Bob. And you're telling me now that I'm, I'm somehow in debt to your service corporation. Again, the police represent always in traffic court. They issue the tickets, but it's the municipality that is bringing you into court, the local service right. corporation. In my case, it's Burlington. So you simply hit them between the eyes. You want to produce the contract Burlington that I have with you because I wasn't operating under a license at that time. Show me the law. Would they ever, when you're asking that question about producing documentation, would they ever say, well, you know, you got your birth certificate, you're still filed under this registry number. Would they throw that back in your face in that question? Or is that under the legal terminology, is that a separate uh, type of contract? Well, how you beat that is like I say, you never walk into court and you speak. You always first and foremost put your paperwork, whatever you're going to say in ahead of time. So what right. you're talking about there, I send in ahead of time. This is the evidence of the unlawful conversion. And you know, I look at all your court paperwork here. It's got this all capital name. You're bringing in the legal person, which was supposed to have been created for my benefit. I'm not appearing here as surety for that, right? I didn't agree to that, produce the contract because this birth certificate was created when I was only moments old, born in a hospital. And when you put that information, for, I've got my own ID that I've created, right? Because I realized a long time ago when I got pulled over, it was funny, my mom and I were going to a funeral and there was a place called Highway 6 uh, north from me from here. And it goes from us, uh, uh, 80, uh, 90 degree, uh, 90 degree, 90 mile an hour speed limit down to 60. Well, mom and I were gabbing going and I was doing like probably a hundred, you know, in the 90s, so to speak. And then I didn't recognize and all of a sudden I'm in the 60 and then, oh, they've got like eight, 10 cars pulled all over. So at that time I'd only had my, my statement of birth. That's what I applied for that I got from the service corporation Ontario. And I only had that laminated, but on the back, it has a, a man that acts as a public notary. Right, that's recognized in the legal world. And he writes up when I presented this statement of birth that was a photocopy in the original, he looked at them both and then he writes up a letter stating that, yep, that's a true copy of the original birth certificate or the statement of birth. And he puts a stamp and seal on it. But there's one difference. Your name in his letter is spelt in upper and lower cases because he recognizes there's a man before him or a woman, right? Man in my case. So when I got pulled over, I simply handed that to the man that had pulled me over. First, he comes up, big guy, big, huge guy. He's got to see how fast you're going, you know, all cocky or whatever. And I said, uh, well, that's nice. And I said, just so you know, I'm not operating under a license at this time. And just so you know who you're dealing with. And then I handed him that identification. Now, I didn't have a picture on or anything. And he looked at it and it took a little step back for a second. He didn't know quite how to hand it. And I said, because I'm not operating on a license here right now. So he didn't know what to do. So he went back to his group of uh, 
how should we say, uh, mercenaries at the side of the road. There must have been about eight cops there, and they were pulling. They had about 15 cars all in a lot. They were just pulling over, pulling, nailing everybody, right? He goes back, and all of a sudden, they all come around him, and they're all looking at this document that I have. And they're looking back at me, or they're looking at the document. Then the guy comes walking back. Maybe a couple of minutes later, he hands it to me. He says, have a nice day, sir. Wow. Right. And I drove away. As soon as I did that, my mom was like, because I've been talking to my mom about this for a long time, right? She's like, let me see that. What just happened? I said, see, mom, there are some honorable officers out there. See, there are police officers that do know that this is going on. They don't quite know the full truth. Now they do. And that's why it's so powerful. I didn't want to get into the traffic court thing, but the big thing here, the only the conversation we need to have, David, is surrounded COVID-19 SARS-2. It's never been purified, isolated. That's all we need to understand. Once you understand that, then you realize everything surrounding what we've been going through from the mandates to the masks to the lockdowns has all been based on a lie. That's why Justin Trudeau talks about the hard reset, because this is a hard reset for these maniacs, these psychopaths that are in the World Economic Forum. They've got this plan down. Again, it also goes up to the Queen, the Pope, or whatever, but... This has been in the works for a long time, and this is the end run now. They're coming out right into the light, and it's either we the people are going to rise up. That's why at the age of Aquarius, right, we're getting this knowledge. We're finally learning this truth, right? Don't take my word for it. Go and look at it. And if you find something on my website that's not true, email me and point it out. Nobody's done it in the last five years, okay, since I went out publicly on the first uh, presentation I did. So that's what people need to know, David. We're on the cusp Incredible. of doing something huge in this world right now, and we're going to get this done. Well, maybe, and I want to let you go here because we can't, this can't be the last show we do. We got to do more. No, you're just incredible. People love what you're saying and I'm learning so much. Everybody's also learning a lot. Um, I want you all to go and check out this man's site, awarriorcalls.com. It's pretty simple. Go check it out, share it out, look through the information. But Christopher, if you would, and you've given people a lot of hope already, but give people a statement of hope about how you feel optimistic about us winning this fight because I'm on here all the time trying to keep people's spirits up and show them, you know, yeah, we got to look at the dark stuff, but we got to look at the light as well. And a lot of people are losing morale. A lot of good close friends of mine, even other podcasters that I know, researchers that I know, they're basically just going, we're all screwed. They've got us. It's over. They're going to send China on the ground. Everybody's freaking out. How do you see this? Do we win in the end or what? Love. Love is the most powerful thing in this world. And you all understood why I'm here today, because of my father, my family, what happened to them, an enormous wrong and harm happened to my family. And through the journey that I went through, it led me to an incredible truth. This is not about me. It's about this truth. And when we bring this truth out, it is the most powerful truth in the world because it's the hard reset of this evil that's all around us. Like I said, you come to me at any situation that's out there from the mass, the mandates, the lockdown, and you hit who, metaphorically speaking, you hit them with those three questions. Who's ever communicating to you in writing? Who's ever talking to you on the phone? Who's ever speaking to you in, in, in front of you there? Am I your property? Nope. Have I got a contract with you, Bob or Susie, where I've relinquished my rights? Nope. Have I got a contract with the service corporation you're acting through right now? They're going to say no. Then it's over. Not a damn thing appears applies to you in any way, shape, or form. And the police are getting this. Let me tell you this. It's within my heart, my mind, and soul that I understand this truth. I would actually, why it's called a warrior calls is I was made, I was created for this moment in this world. Not an I love me, but a fact. And I'm a lion and I'm here to fight. And I've been fighting for the police for the last 20 years in the backgrounds to try and awake them and show them. And like I said, first they laugh at you, then or first they fight at you, then they laugh at you, then you win. And this is the, the as you said so eloquently earlier, David, we're in a very dark time right now. The dark has to come before the light. 
Okay, you just have to understand this. This is a huge process that we're going through here right now. And remember, a lot of people gave their lives in the Second World Wars on beaches. They got shot. They left families and that behind so that you had this freedom that you had before you here today. You cannot let that go. You must understand that. And Remembrance Day is on November the 11th, which is coming up next Thursday. Okay, and you need to remember who you are. You have been given the truth here this evening of this horrific trespass that occurred against you when you're born. What are you going to do about it? Okay, you simply, like I said, the power that we all have right now, we've handed it to you in a silver platter. Go to that link that I've given you that has the entire download package. Like they've already done in Saskatchewan and it's actually happening in Sault Ste. Marie. I'm not going to say wait, when in the very near future with thousands of people, they're all coming forward and we're simply bringing that one truth out onto the public stage. COVID-19, SARS-2 has never been isolated. And then everybody's going to the local police station, to the chief of police, and they're filing a criminal charge of genocide. All right. This is what's going down now. This is what all of you can do. That documentation that's been handed to you, it's the evidence. You file it into that public corridor. God bless, there was 225 or 230 people in Saskatchewan. They gathered. They all understood this information that Gabriel and I have brought forward. They made a public announcement about it, and then they collectively went to that police station. And they surrounded it. A couple of people went in, and they filed it with the chief of police. And what did they get back? They got a file number. That's what needs to happen with every police organization right around this country. We need these good men and women to start analyzing and recognizing we've been lied to at the very foundational level. And once they see that, then they have to realize, full stop, do not go to the legal the legal society. Do not go to a lawyer, a crown lawyer. They are the enemy. Their society, not necessarily the people, but their society and system is the enemy. When That's why this moment is so precious. When we can steer it correctly with the truth and law of we the people accessing a common law com uh, court or I'm moving my claim against the man or woman that they've trespassed, Justin Trudeau has trespassed against I and every man and woman in this country. Where's the evidence? COVID-19 SARS-2 is never isolated. Boom. He's done. Everything that he's been dictating, everything that every premier, everything that every health minister has been putting out there, we are all able to prove that it is a lie. And that's when the rubber hits the road. And that's the moment that we have before us right now. So if I can stand in this fight for 20 years, I know everyone's under enormous pressure. You're being threatened with your jobs, your livelihoods. Pull your kids out of school. Say this to your job if you have to. Find another source of income if you can. Because this fight that's before us, it's going to happen very soon. So just hold on. This isn't going to be another 20 or 30 years. No, 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 no. The cards are all coming down right now in the next few months, if not the next month. I truly believe we're going to be in the courthouse with police at Mayan in Ontario by the first week of December. That's my prediction. And when that happens, the entire world's going to see what happened in that courtroom. And that matters and affects every courtroom in this world, David. That's how powerful this is going to be because now every courthouse is now reset. The legal world is exposed for the massive constructive fraud that it's been committing against all of us because I'll leave it at this. A maxim in law is let those deceived be deceived. And now you have no reason to be deceived any further because I provided this truth to you here this evening. And look up what David Strait's doing. Understand the simplicity of all this. It's those three questions. The only fourth question is the isolate of the COVID-19 SARS-2. That's the only question we need to have. Otherwise, they don't have jurisdiction. And we're going to get this done. It's an exciting time, but the light has to come before the dark. Look to each other. Family, friends. Find those people that are around you that are awake. We cannot wake everybody up. And yes, there's going to be a lot of people, millions that are going to die because of these injections. There's nothing that we can do about this, okay? But what we can do about it is we can stop it right now and save humanity because if we don't stop it now, it's over for mankind. And I want to leave everybody with that positive note. I am going to get this done with all of you because I do not stand alone and don't feel that you're alone. We are all in this together and love is going to get this done with courage. Boom. That's like the biggest mic drop ever. Brother, thank you so much. 
I'm with you. I'm standing with you to the end. Um, to all those police and military and doctors and nurses and all of you out there, especially the ones that do feel like something's off, we're fighting for you too. Come on this show. Stand up and be counted. If, no matter where you are in our society, stand up and be counted. Stand up for your rights. Learn about it. Listen to what this man is saying. It's very important. And hell yes, we're going to win. As long as I'm breathing, as long as you're breathing, and all the other millions around the world fighting this are breathing, we're going to win. These people are few. They're shaking in their castles right now, guys. They know that this great awakening is here. That's why they're trying to fact check and censor and, and nitpick and push the gas pedal down and more laws and more mandates. That's a sign we're winning. That's what a bully does. When you first hit them back, they come back with a whirlwind. You just have to be ready to withstand that storm. And what is that old thing about the warrior? The warrior is not afraid of the storm. The warrior stares the storm in the face and says, I am the storm. And that's what we have to do. And that's what you've done, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show and saying what you've said. I hope it's not the last time. And uh, let's go Let's go win this thing, guys. God bless and Godspeed, everybody. We have got to get this done. Absolutely. Thank you. I'll let you go, brother. I'll let you all go here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Awarriorcalls.com. And I'll catch you on Friday. See you next time, everybody. Cheers.